This is The Public Speaker. Quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. I'm excited because this week my new book, Smart Talk, comes out and I have a very special two-part series on figures of speech. What's unique is that you can find part one on Mignon Fogarty's Grammar Girl, where I'm the guest host this week. On her show, I describe five uncommon figures of speech that you can use to spice up your writing. In this episode, part two, I'll talk about how to create and use figures of speech in your speeches and presentations. This week, Audible is our sponsor. And for me, listening to books is a great way to learn while doing something else. For me, it makes exercise a lot more interesting. Sometimes I find myself so engrossed in the story that I exercise longer. Most recently, I've been enjoying an Audible bestseller, The Power of Habit, Why We Do What We Do in Life and Business. If you want to listen to that book too, or any of the over 100,000 titles, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals, right now Audible is offering a free trial and a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their service. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash Lisa. That's audiblepodcast.com forward slash Lisa. Before I explain how to use figures of speech, I want to take a moment to talk about why it's so important to use them. If you want to be perceived as a charismatic leader, if you want to inspire, if you want to motivate others, then you should use figurative language. Why? Because figures of speech make your message more vivid, more memorable, more emotional. I recently looked at a 2005 research study that showed that metaphoric density in presidential inaugural addresses was double the amount for charismatic versus non-charismatic U.S. presidents. So presidents that used a lot of metaphor were perceived as being charismatic. We don't always use figures of speech in our everyday language because they require thought and planning. And at times, using a rhetorical tool may even seem repetitive or somewhat awkward when it's written. However, when spoken, Figurative language can make the difference between capturing the attention of your audience and putting them to sleep. Perhaps most importantly, figures of speech can help you make the emotional connection you need to inspire a skeptical audience, to inspire that audience to embrace a new idea. Figurative language is a powerful, persuasive tool. It inspires your audience to act on your call to action. In this week's Grammar Girl episode, I shared some well-known examples. Classic lines such as, I am stuck on Band-Aid brand because Band-Aid brand stuck on me, and to err is human, to forgive divine. These classic examples show the power of these rhetorical devices and how they can transform simple statements to timeless, memorable quotes. In public speaking, it's best if you create original figures of speech rather than using tired cliches. For me, it doesn't come easily but I know it's important to try to use my creativity to convey my ideas in a new way. For example, in my original draft of my newest book, Smart Talk, I used this boring sentence. Business diplomacy means sharing ideas in a helpful way. Since there's an entire chapter devoted to diplomacy, this was an important concept that I wanted to convey. And specifically, I wanted to emphasize that it's the manner in which you convey your ideas that's important. It was a critical point and it needed some spice. So I tried this. It's the difference between sending an email and tying a note to a brick and throwing a brick through a window. 
This gave a better visual image of my message. It was better, but I still wanted to sharpen it up. I wanted to make it more specific. Also, I realized that the way it was written emphasized not being diplomatic, and I wanted to focus on effective diplomacy. So here's what ended up in the book. Diplomacy is the difference between tying a note to a brick and sending a polite letter handwritten with a fountain pen on fancy rose-scented stationery. Notice that using the rhetorical tool makes the sentence longer, so you'll want to be sure to focus adding rhetorical language to only the important points and plan to revise them more than once. If it runs a little long, just remember to balance that with other sentences that are much shorter. Now let's take a closer look at the figures of speech we talked about in part one of this series. Anaphora, antithesis, and chiasmus. Anaphora uses repeated words or phrases to stir up an emotional response in the audience. We see anaphora used in political rhetoric by the most dynamic politicians. Newly elected Senator Elizabeth Warren's rhetoric rallied her supporters and won her the election. In one of her most famous speeches, she uses anaphora effectively to make a direct appeal to each individual. Her call to action made stronger by anaphora. She said, There's nobody in this country who got rich on his own. Nobody. You build a factory out there. Good for you. But I want to be clear. You moved your goods to market on the roads the rest of us paid for. You hired workers the rest of us paid to educate. You were safe. And so on. Spicing up a business presentation with anaphora is pretty simple. The first step is to go back through your speech and look for phrases that you want to emphasize. Say you're a leader within your organization and you're delivering the quarterly results. You want to inspire the team by sharing your success. The original lines might have been, This quarter, our overall sales were up 10%. Specifically, the widget product line sales increased by 3% and doohickey sales increased by 4%. In addition, we remain the market leader despite increased competition. Good work. Here's how you could modify that using anaphora. Because of your hard work, sales were up 10% this quarter. Because of your hard work, widget sales were up by 3% and doohickey sales were up by 4%. Because of your hard work, we retained our market leadership. We appreciate that hard work. Thanks. Can you hear how much stronger that is? Next, we have antithesis. Antithesis uses contrasting phrases to balance out a statement. With antithesis, only a few words are needed to cover a full range of thought. In the Grammar Girl episode, I use the example, Sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. Obviously, antithesis can be very effective. Again, it's easy to find examples of antithesis in political rhetoric. You may remember this quote from Edward Kennedy, some men see things as they are and say why. I dream things that never were and say why not. But antithesis isn't just for politicians. Steve Jobs knew how to use antithesis to make an important point and to keep his customers. He said, it's not about money. It's about the people you have, how you're led, and how much you get it. For me, the easiest way to use this technique is to just model others that have been successful. For example, you could model the Steve Jobs quote for your marketing outreach. You might say, it's not about low prices, it's about the highest quality products. Or, it's not about price, it's about who provides the highest customer service. Finally, chiasmus is a type of antithesis 
that uses phrases in reverse order. In 2008, Hillary Clinton used chiasmus in a speech to convince her audience of what was really important in a presidential candidate. She said, "In the end, the true test is not the speeches a president delivers; it's whether the president delivers on the speeches." We all know John F. Kennedy's famous line: "Ask not what your country can do for you; ask what you can do for your country." We often hear phrases like, "Do you live to eat or eat to live?" Or how about happiness is not getting what you want; it's wanting what you get. These are catchy phrases that make the audience think about your message. You can also use chiasmus for humor. Marty Grothrow wrote a book on chiasmus. Used one for the title of his book: "Never let a fool kiss you, or a kiss fool you." I've seen that one attributed to Joey Adams, who's a comedian. Oh, and just yesterday I saw a funny one on Twitter. It read. A real girl isn't perfect, and a perfect girl isn't real. My challenge to you is to take some time to really think about these examples and how using figures of speech can add color and dimension to your words. Then, for an important speech, spend time write original examples of anaphora, antithesis, and chiasmus. Use them in your speeches. Use them in your marketing materials or in everyday conversation. The more you use figurative language, the more memorable your words will be. And the more comfortable you'll feel using it. Finally, the most important advice is to have fun and allow yourself to unleash your creativity. This is Lisa B. Marshall, the public speaker. Passionate about communication, your success is my business. Don't forget our sponsor, Audible. You can make your exercise more interesting by listening to a free book of your choice by going to audiblepodcast.com/forward/slash/lisa. I hope you're still listening. As you know. I'm so excited because Smart Talk, my new book, is finally here, and I wanted to tell you about three fun ways that you can learn more about the book. So go grab a pen; you're going to want to write this down. So first, the most exciting way to learn about the book is through the Smart Talk Challenge. It's a 14-day challenge to put your Smart Talk skills to the test. And what's really cool is that if you complete the challenge, you'll have a chance to win an iPad Mini. You can learn more about the challenge at smarttalksuccess.com forward slash challenge. That's smarttalksuccess.com forward slash challenge. The second fun thing you can do is take the Smart Talk quiz. Are you a smart talker? Take the quiz at smarttalksuccess.com forward slash quiz. And finally, you can have Smart Talk tips sent directly to your phone by visiting mpage.info forward slash smarttalktips. That's mpage.info forward slash smart talk tips. So again, the challenge is smarttalksuccess.com forward slash challenge. The smart talk quiz is smarttalksuccess.com forward slash quiz. And to sign up for the tips, that's mpage.info forward slash smart talk tips. These, of course, are limited time offers in celebration of the launch of the new book, Smart Talk. Thanks. If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at two zero six three five zero seven nine seven zero or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips dot com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall dot com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker dot quickanddirtytips dot com. <laughs>